Welcome everyone to season two of Blood, Sweat, and Beers, the road to Tokyo. I am really excited for today's episode because today Tammy and I are chatting with my teammate, the workhorse of USA Rugby, and my good buddy, Nicole Haverland. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Talk some rugby. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Um, I was actually like prepping for today and I think I probably listened to like every podcast episode you've ever done just like trying to (laughs) be ready for this because I realized I was like I've never actually interviewed anyone like I've been the interviewee but I've never done the interviewing. No, no, this is going to be super exciting, yeah. I mean, it's just like what, we're going to be like talking like normal. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I texted her earlier this week, Tammy, and I was like, just just chatting with a good buddy, you know, just just chatting, just chatting about rugby. Really and truly, it's just chatting and I just get a front row seat to this mm-hmm. chat. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just to start off with, how you feeling? How you feeling about, you know, the buildup and everything? Um, you know, it's it's super interesting, super unique this year. I think we are in a time that it's like no other and I'd say we're making the most out of it though. I mean, we're only we're controlling what we control. It's it's a little bit of a weird build up. We're not having those competitions that we usually have um in terms of the World Series matches, but we're back at home in San Diego just training 5 days a week and really just focusing on ourselves. Yeah, that's what I was saying the other day is like, you know, like there's so many more unknowns, I think, this year. Like we don't know what other teams look like. We haven't seen them in so long. So it's like it really is just focusing on like ourselves and like how we're going to play and like trying to get our house in order, as Brownie would say. Right. (laughs) When you are, um, how you feeling and you just like working with each other and stuff, is that something that you talk about actively every day? Or is that sort of, listen, we've just got a job to do, let's just get it done? I feel like it's more of a a vibe. It's like, all right, that didn't feel right, so let me go address that problem. Um, and we're really good friends. Like, most of us, like, know each other by now, and we can we can tell right away when someone's off. Or, but, yeah, it's just like everyone wants to make each other better, too, so it's a super unique environment and uh, really special. Yeah, like, I think, like, we'll, uh, before games, we'll, like, we'll call out vibe check, you know, and just, like, <laughs> try to, like, see, like, see where everyone's at, like, if you get a response from somebody that's good, or, like, you just, like, you kind of learn to know your teammates, and, like, you can kind of sense, like, when they're off, or, like, when, like, they need to be picked up, or, like, just, like, when everyone's, like, kind of, like, ready for it, which is pretty cool, I think. But, like, going into the summer, like, I was saying, I was like, I was like, I'm excited, I'm nervous, I'm, like, scared, like, all at the same time. I just feel like there's, like, there's, like, so many emotions, like, coming our way right now. How are you feeling with all of that? Yeah, I mean, me and Kirsch had a really good conversation yesterday in the car, and it was, like, just so many emotions, I would totally agree. And just to talk with someone who's feeling the same thing is just, like, so powerful. Because you're not really, you're not alone in this, like, journey. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm just super excited. Um, it's, it's honestly surreal, uh, that this is, it's coming up. And I think it's shocking for both of us when we hear our coach say like, all right, we got three months left. You know, it's like, wait, what? You know, it's, we've had so much stuff canceled that it's actually coming. Yeah, that must be so challenging because last year you there was so much uncertainty around everything that you didn't know when it would be. And now 
you know, you get into that groove of, is it happening? Is it not happening? Just keeping your head down, still practicing, but now it's here. So that's got to feel incredibly overwhelming, but so exciting as well. And then being able to share that with your teammates that have already been through that whole process of uncertainty with you has got to be something so special that it's hard to explain. But if you could, it's like really, really cool to hear that from you. Definitely. I mean, I think, you know, it creates such a special bond between our team. And I think like that's a really important part about like this summer. Like I said before, like no matter what happens, like as long as we do it together, like I'm going to be really happy about that. And so I think that's like the really cool part of of this journey, like even like you know even like taking Nick and I like we've gotten so much closer in the last few months just from like being together all the time and training and I think that like that's a really cool outcome of this whole thing yeah and and no one can take that away from us despite how crappy it was sometimes yeah like especially when we're running fitness and it's just terrible yeah (laughs) yeah Is there one sort of really, really high moment, one that you're going to carry with you for many years? And it could be something really simple. It could be during training or during one of your matches, but something that is really stuck with you and is going to be with you for many years. That's a good question. Something coming to mind for you, Kirsch? Like a moment? Uh, I mean, honestly, like, I feel like you probably want this to be a rugby answer, but I feel like what's going to stick with me the most is just, like, the dumb things we do kind of off the field together, like, you know, like, recording TikToks or, like, making videos or just, like, playing games with each other, like, off the field, honestly, like, just, like, those moments when I'm laughing so hard that my face hurts, I think, like, I think that those are, like, really the ones that, like, I'm going to think back on the most. Right, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy, like, almost, it's, like, what I always go back to is just like enjoying each other. And that's mostly off the pitch. So like there's a video out there of uh, our teammate, Casey, just, you know, hitting the golf ball, hitting the golf ball, trying to get this golf ball into a tiny mug. And um, she's got it. Yeah. 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 Oh, I saw this. I saw this. Silly things like that. Me and Kirsch are there for, well, Kirsch was there for longer, like hours just watching Casey do it. And I kind of, I guess I timed it perfectly, but I was there when Casey made it into the mug and the celebration is just like so authentic and, and just like so real. It's just, it just makes me laugh every time. And that's the stuff that we got going for our team. Yeah. Oh, it was epic. (laughs) Yeah, that video was so great. I think there were probably five tries that you see on the video. I didn't realize that happened. Oh my god! I think I I probably sat there for like two hours with Casey, (laughs) and then you know Nick comes in as the good luck charm, and then she makes it, and we were just so genuine, genuinely just so excited. Like I watched that too, and I'm just like, wow, this is just like wholesome content. Like we are just so happy (laughs) that she did that, which was pretty funny. I love hearing and seeing how you are both just beaming sharing some of these stories it's so cool to really hear what lights you on fire and it's it's pretty special just not even being in that moment but having caught a clip of it it's pretty yeah cool. just you know the moments we get to hang out together I think we have a lot of fun and mm-hmm. I think that that's like a cool part of this whole journey but now I do I want to throw it back Nick I want to talk a little bit about your rugby story when did you first get into rugby okay so I first got into rugby in Montana um, that's where I grew up I was a freshman watching my brothers play their first year of rugby. Um, uh, So I watched that first year. And then at the end of their season, my dad said, you're going to play rugby. And I was like, 
why? He's like, because you're going to be good at it. And so from my sophomore year of high school, I started playing rugby um, and pretty much just practiced with the guys the whole entire time because there wasn't a spot. There wasn't a team for, for girls um, and just fell in love. Uh, I was like, I just I remember my first game in Hamilton, Montana. There was snow on the field and my first touch on the on the ball, I, I scored. And I was like, this is pretty fun. <laughs> Um, because I, I had a wrestling and tackle football background, uh, similar to Chris, actually. Mm So we both grew up playing. Yeah. I gotta love that tackle football. Do we have any, do you have any videos? I don't. No. Like archive videos? I'm pretty jealous of Chris because she's got some cool videos of her just tearing up on the field. Yeah. But I definitely was that kid ponytail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just like me running the exact same way now as I did when I was eight years old. Just like the silliest thing. Yeah. Um, but so does your dad like to bring up that he told you you're going to be good at rugby? Does he like to bring up? He's like, oh, I called it before anyone else knew. <sighs> I mean, sometimes he's like. He really should. He really yeah. should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a pretty humble guy. Um, he knows where, like, he obviously knows, but like, um, no, he's pretty smart in his ways. And, and just, he just gets it, gets me and you know yeah i mean i think that's pretty cool like he just he knew like that rugby was going to be the one for you did your brother still play no they don't um they both played in college though now they they're they they put the rugby boots away but yeah my dad is actually still the high school coach over in the flathead valley where i started yeah that's awesome that is awesome and so you grew up you said you played you have a wrestling background you played tackle football like what other sports did you play growing up yeah, I started actually playing pretty much all of the sports there were um, provided. I think that was really unique for my parents to do. They they just said, let's get them in everything. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually fell in love with basketball. That was my first first love. And I'll never forget, I think this this is where I get my work mentality is uh, one coach in high school, uh, Dewey Michaels, was, uh, you want to play – he's like, you don't want to play Division One basketball – um, go make a hundred shots a day. And I took it to heart. So I was in the, I was in the gym every single day making a hundred shots and I couldn't leave before then. And I got so good at it. I, I made 96 out of a hundred. Just, I only missed four times out of a hundred shots. What? Yeah. Like just free throws or shots all over the court? Damn. Yeah, the shooting gun. So you just go back and forth around, like not to the three pointer, but like uh, the diameter of the free th- free throw. Mm-hmm. So that's that like insane. where my work ethic came from. So I'll always be thankful for basketball. But um, when I got to college, it just wasn't what I really wanted culture wise. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I get that too. Like my first love was absolutely soccer. And like, that's the sport that like I really fell in love with. And the one that like, yeah, like I that took to college. But I also think like it's pretty unique um, in the United States. That, like we don't really have rugby when we're younger, you know, like. I loved playing football and I think like had I been able to play rugby when I was a little kid I feel like I would have like caught the rugby bug like so early on like in life like it's so different than like South Africa Tammy Mm -hmm. because it's like it's just not even an option here oh yeah you come out the hospital (laughs) with the rugby ball instead of a teddy bear that's awesome yeah and a full kit, you you know, a little springbuck kit when you come out. Yeah, whereas here, like, if you, like, look at our team, like, I'd say most people, like, maybe at the earliest picked it up in high school. Like, I'd say most people picked it up like, in college or, like, after because, like, it's just not an option growing up. 
mm-hmm. um, which is really late as a professional athlete. I mean, you hear folks picking up a tennis racket or a golf club at two years old and honing their craft, that, you know, that idea of 10,000 hours, um, but picking it up so late, you don't dismiss that. You, you need to remember what you've, you know, re- how far you've really come. Being able to do that in such a short amount of time is. I just like to say that we're like kind of like the poster children for multi-sport athletes because I think like it's such a it's such a cool thing that like you know you don't get to where you are if you had only played you know one sport your whole life like it's the diversity of sports the skills you picked up from all the other ones and like like you said like the work ethic you picked up in basketball like. I can see that with you now, like at the end of practice, like we're all like dead tired and you're still out there like kicking your conversions, like just making sure you're making all of them. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like really cool to see. Like, it's just like how all the things, like all the sports we played growing up and like all that stuff kind of comes into being um, for our rugby careers, which I think is really cool. No, super true. Yeah. That's all I know is hard work. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which is why I called you the workhorse of USA Rugby. Thank you. And yeah, my, my favorite person to chase during fitness, you know. <laughs> you are too. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you, okay, so you picked up uh, rugby in high school. So you like, you knew about it. You went to college to play basketball. Didn't end up being like what you wanted it to be. So then you picked up rugby again in college. And uh, how long from picking up rugby again till you got your first call up for USA? That would have been a couple months. <laughs> couple months. That's pretty. That's that's insane. What? Yeah. Well, you so okay. When I was in high school, I first went to a camp in Chula Vista. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So I went to a camp under Rick Suggett, and he used to call me the high schooler because I was the youngest <laughs> kid there. Didn't know anything. He had nicknames for everyone, but like I was the high schooler. Um, and yeah, so when I. When I picked up rugby again in college, um, Julian McCoy, the head coach at the time, called me up and offered me um, a full-time position at at the Chula Vista Training Center. And I wasn't digging my college experience, so I I uh, went and chased that dream. I mean, that's that's incredible. I didn't know that you went to your first camp in high school. Yeah. Were you like, were you like terrified being like a little high schooler around like all the all the USA Rugby kids? Hundred percent, but yeah. that's that's when I fell in love. Like just to be around all those professional athletes mm-hmm. and like their mindset and their desires to get better each second. Like I was hooked. That's that's when I knew it, I was like, I I want to be every part of this. Mm-hmm. So that's when you were like, you were first like, oh yeah, like this is it for me. Like this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's incredible. I mean, when you say that, just being around these people and feeling their vibe and sort of that elevation that you just want to get better every single day what does that sort of feel like how does that like how do you explain that a little bit can oh, you I mean, even I explain think it's, it i think it's contagious you see someone working that hard you want to you want to be with them um and and it just it's almost like when you surround yourself like who you surround yourself is who you become um mm-hmm. i i went to a prep school in new hampshire and those kids were beyond smart and I just felt like as soon as I was with them, I was like, well, I want to be, I want to be where they're at. So I, I worked hard at my grades. I studied and it's just ultimately who you're around. And so I, I don't know, it's just so special because we are around such amazing people who are, we're 
captains in their positions, and now they're a part of the national team. So it's really unique. Yeah, it's so true. Um, it's definitely something to be said about.、Um, You know, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and I think outside of your microcosm of incredible athletes all in one place, if you take it beyond that, just the average person, if you think about who they're spending time with, it's really how they're leveling up is who they're spending their time with, and、um, it makes so much sense when you're around those people, you just want to level up and、mm-hmm. turn it up. Yeah, I think. I mean, for me too. Like, I went to my first camp at. I don't. I was twenty three, and I was like intimidated by everyone, and like, but you can definitely feel like that energy, like just from the moment you're like in the environment, you're like, wow, like this is pretty cool, and like everyone's out here trying to be like the best version of themselves, and I think that that's a really cool part of what we do too, is just like. You know, like constant improvement. You know, it's just it's just like the name of the game. It's like if you stop improving, like that's the that's it for you. So it's like that constant improvement mindset. I think is really special. It's almost like we forget about the good, though. It's like okay, sometimes yeah. Now what's next? <laughs> you know, yeah. I think it's really helpful to have like. Do you、friend. stop? What's that? Do you stop to celebrate the little wins? Like, do you consciously think, okay, let me? I just ran this incredible bronco, or I ate, I cooked every meal for dinner, <laughs> or like little things like that. Do you stop? Is it important to you to celebrate those little wins? It's. I think it's super important, but I don't think we do it enough. Yeah,、um, I think I'd agree with that. Are my yeah? I think you, it sounds like you're just so hungry to like move on to the next thing and chasing what's next that it's hard to live in that moment because you know you have to get better and it's harder challenges ahead. I think it's something like we've talked about, Nick. It's just like just the importance of like yeah, like enjoying the process and like focusing on like you know the day the things you enjoy like day in and day out like which are like the little things and I I do think it's hard sometimes because we are we're always. Like trying to push for the next thing and like be a little bit better, but、um, no, I think you know it's it's something we're working on, Tammy. I think, hundred <laughs> percent. I love it. <laughs> Listen, if I could be there, I would be full on balloon parade going down the sidelines with a megaphone if I could. Yeah, but it's kind of you know it's the name of the game. You know, you just kind of you know it's just figuring it out one day at a time.、Mm-hmm. But、uh, yeah. But、uh, wait, so okay, I think I heard or read or something that your debut was actually with the fifteen side and not the seven side. Is that true? True. Facts. True. <laughs> true.、Um, how did that happen? Okay, let's see. Let's go back. Two thousand. What about two thousand fifteen? So Pete Steinberg was the national team head coach.、Um, did I say that right? And he he kind of knew me since under twenties because I had played with the under twenties,、um, mm-hmm. and、uh, from then on he just kind of kept me under his radar. And I went out to a、uh, kind of essentially like a camp to try out for that team and and made it.、Uh, so our, my first my first debut was in Canada. We kind of traveled like three locations and played. New Zealand, England, and I think it was Canada. But yeah, it was ultimately a good experience. My family got to come because we're not too far, being from Montana. Montana. Yeah, and kind of saw my got my first taste and of of being on the national team and got to skip around the room with the yeah, <laughs> you know, getting first cap and stuff. So pretty pretty special. 
Do you like, do you remember the moment you first got your jersey? I remember the first time I got like a jerk, like a shirt that had USA rugby on it. And that was, wow. yeah, that was in high school. Um, and just, you know, you just want to hang on to it so hard. Like you work so hard for it and uh, it's just so special. And now we get t-shirts like every month, but it's just like that first one really hit home. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How special. I mean, is it to just like put on that jersey and know that you're representing the country um, and one that's admired around the entire world and respected in so many ways? Um, is that, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not a professional athlete and I watch your national anthem and the mm-hmm. tears are like rolling down my face and I'm a first generation immigrant. So, I mean, this is all kinds of strange. So I can't even imagine the emotions you have. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think I've ever teared up, but it's super emotional. Um, and a couple of us like to tap our left, like our left emblem just to, you know, remind ourselves that like so many people would give up anything to be in the position you are and just to remember and to respect it, you know, cause there's so many people that would want to be in your spot and you you get the privilege to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like, it's like, it represents, I think it's cool. Like it represents so much more than like just us. Like you said, like there's so many people that want to wear that Jersey and like, you know, we get to represent USA rugby. We get to represent team USA. And it's like, it's such a special, um, like honor, like, I remember when I got my first jersey, um, I was just, like, I, like, sat there and just, like, stared at it for a few minutes because, like, I couldn't really believe that it was real. You know, it's, like, one of those, like, pinch me kind of moments where yeah. you're just, like, you're just, like, wow, like, this is real. And it's just kind of, like, like <laughs> I still kind of get, like, chills thinking about it because I'm, mm-hmm. like, it was just, that, like. Was that in Australia? Yeah, Sydney 20, 28, 2019. When yeah, you scored like ten tries in one tournament, was it? it was I don't 10. think it was ten, but it was. <laughs> I scored a few. <laughs> it was nine, and there was one oh under review. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, but I mean, you know what I mean. Like just like that, that first, that first jersey feeling, or like even that first shirt. Like it's crazy to think like how much you appreciate like that little moment of like you know just like. Because even that, like, is achieving, like, part of the dream, you know? Like, we all talk about, like, going to the Olympics and the Olympics being, like, the big dream, but also just, like, getting to play for your country and, like, getting to do this for a living, like, that is part of the dream. Like, that is the dream right there, too. And I think that, like, the first time I, like, recognize that, it's still, like, a whew, like, still get... <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I still get, like, a lot of feelings there. I don't know. <laughs> it's just... <sighs> oh... Got some emotion coming in. I know. Here. Sorry, sorry. I didn't, I didn't know this is where it was gonna go. <laughs> I love it. This is amazing. Oh, this is heavy. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's that's special. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. So, like, Nick, like, is it crazy to think like, oh, like you started this whole like you started this journey when you were in high school? Like, is it crazy to look back on like the rugby player and person you were then versus like who you are now? Like, is it crazy to like, like look at the journey and think about like how far you've come in like yeah oh um 100% like you 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 would think like uh I'm just an athlete I'm not gonna like get many life experiences but I've grown a lot as a person and it's pretty cool to see and and share with people but yeah I'd say like being in this like pressured environment like day to day is is taught me a lot and a lot about myself um so 
I don't think you need to, you know, go travel the world and go find yourself. You know, it's like I'm finding myself in San Diego, California with my best friends around me, you know, and it's challenging and it's not it's not all rainbows and butterflies, but it's it's unique. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, like I think about it sometimes because I'm like. I had no intention of ever leaving like Boston and Massachusetts and like I feel like this is like the one thing that really would have pulled me out of that and I'm like so thankful that it did because it's like I think I grew as a person like I've learned so much about myself and like about people around me and I just think like wow like thank god that happened because it's like I grew up so much through the like the process and I think that that's like a really cool part of like this whole journey too is just like how we grow and change like through it and like going through these experiences and like how we grow and change together I just mm -hmm. yeah I think like just sometimes we we forget to enjoy that process like we just want to be the best we can be to results 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 but um you think if you just like take a step back and be like okay this is where I'm at you know it's not where exactly where I want to be but let's just let's ride this together and and i'll get there i know i will with the hard work yeah 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 no and like speaking of the process like this whole like last year has been pretty crazy you know like the olympics you know we got so close and then it got postponed and just like how did how did you deal with that like mentally like and all that like how did that go for you yeah um you know i think a big thing for me was having uh, Having my twin brother here in San Diego who who dealt with it with me and then having my roommate Chetta Emba who's also a teammate. Like she's such a hard worker and when I didn't want to do it during the quarantine, I leaned on her and I think she was a big part of that experience and she's like, We're still gonna get our scrum half passing in even though the Olympics are cancelled and it's a Friday. It's like, All right, let's do it. I'm here for it, you know, and we went out there like every single day and did skills and lifted and ran. And it uh, something I look back on and just I want to thank her for, you know, and she made me a better player. And um, I also took that time to really focus on my kicking. And because all I had was time. It's like, OK, I got a year. Let's do something with it. And I can say now I'm, I'm better at conversions or better at my kickoff and I couldn't say that, you know, going into the regular Tokyo 2020. Uh, Tokyo 2021 is just going to be a stronger, you know, force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think I think it was a bit like I think obviously it was like a letdown when it like first got postponed. But then, like, I think I'm really impressed with like everyone's ability to kind of like reframe it as like, OK, like this is now another year for us to get better. And I think that that's been like a really cool thing to see and like. I think it's true. Like, you know, like, like we've just gotten, we're a better, we're a better rugby team. Like we're all better individual players. Like we, we have like learned so much more about the game. Like I know that's true for me. Like I think last year I was like still like, I'm still like unsure on some of these sevens rules. And so like another year of like, you know, just learning them in practice. And I'm like, okay, like I know what's going on. And like, I'm really confident that like, I know the rules now. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's a nice little thing uh, going into like, potentially like a big summer. Um, 100%. And then you already said this, but like, we've become closer. Like, how much does that say on the rugby pitch? Like, we, we're spending like our weekends, our, like, our, our free time together as like with other buddy, like teammates. And it's like, that that says a lot. 
as like team connection. So I think we're only we only have the upper hand out, out of this, you know. Yeah, which I think is just so awesome. Like <laughs> I don't know, like it's it's like when you think back on it, you're like, wow, like it really sucked that it was postponed. But then like. I'm like, no, like, we got a lot of really, like, awesome positive things and, like, a lot of learnings and, like, out of it. And, yeah, like, we're just I, – I feel so much closer to so many people on the team. And then, like, I'm like, that can only help, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Now you got me reflecting. Yeah, it's been really um, cool to watch – what we see off the pitch as well what you what you get on you know on the weekends and golf and surfing and um coffee coffee dates burger nights of things it's been fun to watch um get a burger little nights. Of it. yes <laughs> okay yes nice. <laughs> yes it's been really cool to watch but i can't imagine the Gosh, the bonding that has happened and, uh, you know, fast forward a whole year that you've had that time to get to know each other and really know each other and how you vibe together. That's a competitive advantage right there. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But, like, yeah, like, speaking of that, like, Nick, like, when you look back on, like, this whole experience, like, what do you think you'll remember most? Like, we might have already talked about this a little bit, but, like... Mm -hmm. When you, like, look back on, like, you know, the whole build-up and everything, like, what do you think you're going to remember? I think I'm going to remember just the times, like, spent with my teammates um, and just the times we've laughed. Um, And, like, I just hope, I I mean, I I feel like I know, but that we're going to be friends forever and, like, we're going to be able to come back to those experiences and and talk about it and laugh and... uh, I was going to remember, like, being our fittest, tan bodies yeah. in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> no worries, Living no our best lives. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have, have peaks. peaks. <laughs> I just want to, like, you know, take a step back right now and just be super thankful for that and grateful because, yeah, it's just so, it's just so special. And Yeah, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think, like, I, I, I've said it before, but, like, no matter what happens, like, I will just remember the, the like this experience and like especially like this last year because like we've been in like such a bubble it really has just been the team and so it's just like remembering those moments with the team and like all and, like I just it's so cool to like you know even have a moment right now to like think about it beforehand like think about all the things that I like want to remember about this experience so like I think that that's really cool as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah pretty cool what we can do yeah I'm gonna uh, get the box of I know. Phoenix. I didn't know <laughs> the series. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's because it's a full moon. The feelings yes. are out. <laughs> the, our yoga instructor uh, told us yesterday. Feelings are out. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, you're right. The pink Sorry. moon. The what? Compassionate moon? Is that what it is? Is that what you said it was? Yeah, compassion, loving, affection, whatever you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm feeling these vibes. <laughs> all right, all right. We can lighten it up a little bit. We can lighten it up a little bit. Um, Nick, talk to me about coffee. Ooh. It's one of your favorite things in the world, isn't it? Oh, I have a tattoo of it right here. Coffee me. Coffee tree. Yes. Oh. So I love coffee. Um, so 
for me, it's like it's universal. Um, you know how music is universal. Like you, you don't you you could like speak a different language, but you guys can bump to the same kind of tune. I think that's how it is with coffee. It's like we may be from a different side of the world, but most most countries are coffee drinkers. So like as a team, we kind of make it a thing uh, to go visit these coffee shops around the world. Um, so I think it's super special to share that experience with someone on your team or someone on another team like Canada or like Australia. Um, and just, yes, coffee's delicious and it makes you caffeinated, but to sit down with someone and just have a conversation, I think is super special. And that's why I love it. I'm also Colombian, so I think it's in my blood, but there's that. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. in the blood for sure. Nick, would you rather have a bad cup of coffee or no coffee? A bad cup of coffee. <laughs> a bad cup of coffee. Yep. Tammy, you've been making espresso, haven't you? I have been. I have got an espresso machine at home and I've been teaching myself how to get the pressure right, oh, the grind. Cool. And um, when I first got, I would post a, an Instagram video of it every single day and I'd have like you know these backseat drivers just chirping at me you know sort of like the peanut gallery on instagram like no 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 the grind is off it's not enough pressure and i would do this every single day and eventually this aussie was like does it taste good i was like yeah it tastes great he's like well just never mind just carry on doing what you're doing <laughs> i think they gave up on me so i give it a shot and then um i i usually just have a shot of espresso before working out in the morning or i'll do an americano um but now i've started with mm. almond milk and frothing the almond milk and i have zero hope when it comes to latte art it's just artistic because i'll just like plop it in and it's it's art and then I'll make like a smiley face like I manipulate the smiley face I'll get out like a fork and I'll like hold on let me just fix this quickly awesome. <laughs> um but yeah I've been having fun with it but it's fun hearing folks from around the world chirp and so I love coffee I'm a huge coffee fan and I think uh it definitely unites people from around the world it's a common language just as you shared with music and there's so much you can talk about and share and that's one order you can order mm -hmm. it's the same wherever you are yeah one of my favorite experience on tour was in South Africa we went to a coffee shop and we just like learned how to make an AeroPress from him and then like a Chemex and then it was just super cool and I still keep in contact with these guys these baristas um on Instagram and yeah so oh, I just cool. like I'm like I can't wait to see you again in South Africa you know it's like over a cup of coffee and just yeah super super unique uh yeah. that's awesome yeah that was a, yeah that was a really cool that was yeah, a really was cool day chance. like I, re I remember like sitting there and I you know I was definitely drinking a latte because you know I I like having the milk in my coffee um but like I think you and I think Alev were like over there talking um about all the like machinery with the baristas and like talking to them about like what temperature they like brew it at or I don't even okay I'm, I might be like talking on my like I have no <laughs> idea what I'm actually saying right now but I know you guys were talking about like the science behind it which was also really cool mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah no we were <laughs> but I have to say Kirsch like you making your cold brews got me very interested as as the weather is getting hotter I'm like all right Kirsch has got it going on she's making this cold brew um so I'm like I'm trying I'm gonna probably follow your lead there just like you know test the waters in there and and yeah 
Is that a Boston thing? I think you drink iced coffee or cold brew, whether it's 85 degrees outside or negative 20. I mean, I would say it's definitely, yeah, I mean, it's something I picked up in New England. I think it's mostly, uh, you can mostly blame Dunkin' Donuts for that one, just, <laughs> you know, because they're marketing and it's just always iced coffee. And so, like, I, I always grew up wanting to drink iced coffee. And I also think it's a little bit more uh, slammable. So, like, I think, like, when I'm really, like, oh, I need to get caffeine into my system, I'm like, oh, I can I can chug a nice <laughs> coffee. I can't really chug, like, a nice hot coffee, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Honestly, that word, slammable, I'm going to use that forever. Slammable. <laughs> slammable. <laughs> so, clearly, I'm a little bit less refined in my coffee drinking because I'm describing it as slammable, but... Um, I do think, especially in San Diego, like the cold brew is nice because sometimes I'm like, wow, the last thing I want to do is put a hot beverage into my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, especially in the middle of a training day. So. Oh my gosh, yeah. When we have like another tackle session at like 2 p.m., 3 p.m., and we're just like, holy crap. <laughs> I need to get up for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, well, I think uh, that about does it, minus our repeat questions. So um, these are the questions that we're going to ask everyone. We're going to see how they go. So the first one is, who is one athlete in another sport you'd love to compete against and see how you measure up? Mm, I I mean, first came to mind was, like, Kelly from soccer, Kelly O'Hara, or, like, uh, you know, see how how she goes with the rugby ball. I challenge her. Yeah. How do you think you would do with a soccer ball? <laughs> you know, not so good. But that does, that's not the point. <laughs> I, I, like, knew you were going to say Kelly O'Hara. So yeah. she's one of our, our like, team favorites um, on the national soccer team. So We'll have to give her a shout-out and see if we, should, yeah. we can challenge her. Yeah, yeah, and right, seriously. I, yeah, Nick, I was saying the other day, like, it'd be really cool to, like, get all the Olympic athletes to, like, try another sport and, like, see how they, like... Um, like kind of measure up, which is kind of where this this question came from, because I think it'd be really funny. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. Like water polo is actually f- not far away from us. Like, let's let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I that, that would be so hard, though. <laughs> it would be yes. We we oh, yeah. water polo? Are you kidding Come on, me? We love a challenge. Let's be honest. We do love a challenge, but I feel like I. Oh, that's amazing. I feel I'm like I just them. feel like I was drowning the whole time because like they're like in the water and then they're like hitting each other. Like it's like it it gets pretty ruthless in there. It's rugby 100%. in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, I just want to see an average person playing every sport at the Olympics, just to show the different <laughs> level. Uh, that'll be good. It'd be pretty funny, I think. Um, okay, and our last question. This one is for all the marbles. Are you ready for it? So ready. What do you love most about rugby? Ooh, I love that there is a position for every single human being out there. I think with other sports, it's not the case. So when I grew up and I fell in love with basketball, sure, I was quick, um, I was, but I was I really wasn't tall enough to be where I wanted to be individual one and be dominant. I, I just wasn't. But with rugby, I can be short. There can be tall players. Um, there can be fa- fast, slow players. 
uh, bigger players, you know, and I just, I super, I, I think it's super unique and rugby's all inclusive. So it's that culture aspect. Like one of my first camps, uh, Alev Kelter was the one teaching me how to kick. She's like, well, what other sport are you teaching someone to potentially take their position? Like, but it's just the culture. It's like, okay, I'm going to rise you. I'm going to make you better so I can be better. And I think that's just super unique. So that was kind of two things, but yeah. <laughs> but still, it was a very good answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really cool. Makes me want to lace up some, some keys yeah, and get out there. I mean, you can, yeah. st- you can start now. <laughs> or, I mean, actually, you probably have you played before? Uh, no? No, never. I've done a line out in a bar with some girls. Start. <laughs> that's about it. No. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. So thank you, Nick, so much for joining us. Um, I had a lot of fun talking to you. I hope you had fun um, talking to us. Um, And yeah, that's it for uh, Blood, Sweat, and Beers this week. No, I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, and I'm super excited to give it a listen. You are awesome. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. That's it for episode two. Thank you so much for listening and make sure you stay tuned for more exclusive interviews and insight on the journey to Tokyo and subscribe so you don't miss any content. And if you don't subscribe, Kirsch will surely find you and make you run a Bronco. So follow us on Instagram at trybsb and we'll see you next time.